I'm going to float this by you. I, I definitely wanted to capture it and keep it because I want to revisit it. Um, a lot of you know I do have my niece. She's 16 and we were just having a conversation about what it means for like alcohol consumption, peer pressure, and what alcohol does to your brain and what it does to you. And I'm just trying to hear her out to see what her thought process is now to kind of see where she stands on, which obviously, but I, I think um, she's right at that critical age where it's like, it's going to be something that's going to be fun, um, you know, being popular and going into into high school, into college. And I think that I've kind of said this before too, the culture that we have, because you do have prey and predator they are banking on us not having conversations with our with you know with the with the young ladies they're banking on us not wanting to do it because we want to keep them sheltered um and but that's what cost them and i think even today y'all i i mentioned i wasn't joking when i said i damn near drove up into a wall um i didn't crash or anything but i fell asleep on the road i do have like blackout um type of thing and it's 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 a little slightly different but for the most part I was fighting the sleep and um I wouldn't say it's a condition but what happens is you just and and the the, the mess up is thing is um once you you hit blackout level it's for the rest of my life I have to be very very careful because it you just knock out completely and it happens quicker the you know than I think that but you know at the end of the day because my dad was like well I think you know even if you doze off it's the same thing as blackout so I was like yeah you're not gonna I'm not gonna fight you there but um but basically what I said what I was gonna say is it, it it shook me up because I could have lost my life you know um <clears throat> and it made me think about all the, you know, life is not guaranteed. And it makes me, even though this just happened a couple, like earlier today, made me think about living a succinct and, and life and all the important conversations that we need to have. And time is so valuable. But um, we, so we talked about that and, but one of the things that came to my mind right now is I was trying to explain to her because I, I have to kind of understand, well, what is it that's so appealing about alcohol? And it's most certainly not going to be the taste unless you finally find something that is kind of sweet. Like for me, I'm more of like an angry orchard kind of girl. I don't really, alcohol is not really my thing, um... I remember even after I turned to 21, I tried this stuff and I was just like, it wasn't my, you know, wasn't my thing. Um, even when I was, I want to say definitely under 21, my boyfriend at the time was older and he let me taste his beer and I didn't like it. So it took me, I want to say a, a good number of years before I ever tried beer again. Um, and then I knew that I liked the sweeter stuff. But anyways, so I, I had to think about, well, what is the appeal? Because the whole thing is kind of like, well, if I control the consumption, you know, or I, um, then, um, then I will be okay. 
But the thought that came to me, and I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to put in the title, is if you wouldn't drunk drive, why would you drunk date, you know? And why would you introduce drinking into a lot of converse, into the way that you do anything else? Because one of the things I was telling her is the way that alcohol is used, it's used to lower your inhibition, Right? There's a reason they tell you not to drive because it messes with your co- your cognitive functions. It lowers your barrier to certain things. It makes you more susceptible. And I didn't tell her the name of the podcast, but one of the things I noticed is, um, like for example, with the with the funky and fresh type of a thing. Um. You kind of have to understand how my mind works. So the little bit that I do know about them is that they supply um, alcohol for the women. Not food, not snacks, not, you know, a meal, alcohol. Okay? And they can have as much alcohol as they want. And it was funny because... The way I think about it is they get drugged before they get drugged. Alcohol is a drug. It does mess with your cognitive function. For me, in my opinion, it messes with my third eye. Um, And I've talked about how, you know, the way I rationalize it is I will have like champagne only if and when we're celebrating something. Like I said, I'm not really, I don't like the taste of most of the stuff. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily like how it makes me feel. Um, and I also am very intentional. Like if, um, once I started to feel it kind of like inhibits my third eye a little bit, I just make sure that I'm not going to make any decisions for at least three days out. But I know some people can kind of you know, be functional, like alcoholics and type of stuff, but I, I, um, and, and she's, she's still a minor, so I just wanted to see where her head was at. I think I, obviously we needed to have more discussions about peer pressure, you know, and how quick it is to just be persuaded type of a thing, but, um, in a way that's age appropriate for, for her, right? So some of the things I'm saying are a little bit more you know, collegiate level <laughs> to where you, you understand what I'm saying in my thought process. But, um, I, I, I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, they, he, their strategy is to get the girls drugged before they get drugged. So you're going into a situation where you're being asked questions about, you know, how you date and how you go about life and what you view life. And you know that these MFers are like uh, critical. You know, going into that environment, they're going to drag you. And take it for what it is. I'm not talking about if you are following somebody and they're going to go on there, they're, they'll be all right. They're fine. They're on their own. You know, they they have their intentionality. But I'm talking about just stay with me here. Think about it. So they understand that if they get these women drunk, they're going to be just saying anything, you know, blame it on the alcohol. 
I almost wonder how many of these women, young ladies go on there and would refute anything that they said. And they figure, well, since I did say it and it came out of my mouth, then, you know, but how much of that was the lower inhibition? How much of that was the lower cognitive level, right? How much of their thinking was impaired, you know, um, in between the drinking? And I I was telling my niece, I'm like, auntie's going to make sure that you have enough money that you don't have to depend on a boy to buy you a drink. But you kind of have to think to yourself, why would they try to quote unquote ply you, ply you, right? Meaning to like fill you up with so much liquor that you no longer, that you become so um, incoherent, right? I use the analogy like if you wouldn't want to drink and drive why would you want to date and drive why would you want to meet someone you know in the stages where you're getting to know them right and lower your inhibition and not be able to think clearly and rationally you know it makes me think about recreational stuff i obviously it's not something i i'm i'm really into um, I've always, not always, but for the most part, so after I tasted the stuff, I figured I, I can have just as much fun with my friends without the drink. Like, I will have, be able to laugh and get the jokes and everything without me having to consume alcohol, right? I have friends who smoke weed and that type of thing, and we'll be having the the conversations, you know, type of thing, but I don't, I don't have to have it to, for the recreational aspect, um, I can say that it does make you kind of relaxed, but it's like, I already know how to relax myself, right, I don't need a, um, escape, right? Sometimes alcohol is used for escapism. I remember way back in the days when I first started my podcast, I talked about how you want to pay attention to how people self-medicate, right? And some people will use alcohol to self-medicate, to make themselves forget what they're going through, to make them feel like so woozy and type of thing. But I think that I'm going to try to figure out maybe, you know, over time as we get closer, like how to better illustrate that for her. Like if, if you wouldn't get into a car knowing that you are drinking because it, it appears your impairs your ability to stay in the lane and to think clearly, you know, how many times have we seen people get pulled over and they swear they're having a full blown conversation with the officer and he'll ask them to walk the line and let them tell it, you know, they're walking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's funny, but not funny because, you know, people do lose their lives, but I'm thinking about, I I have watched so many of, of those videos over the time of my life where we laugh about it because this person is like stark, drunk like drunk through and through and they're walking that line and their foot is like 
kicking out and they're like all bent and hunched over and type of thing that's to show you what the effects of alcohol on are right and you hear them talking about all kind of stuff that don't make sense that's what alcohol is a drug that's what it does to you so why would you want to present in that way i don't y'all i i listen i'm gonna politely respectively I, I I will say apologize because sometimes, you know, I'm not saying everybody should apologize all the time. But I feel like if I am coming off a little bit holier than thou, I I pay attention to it. I Especially because of how I grew up. Um, when I was at the hairdresser, we were watching a uh, a gospel video. And it made me laugh because it's been... Is it over six years since I've been set foot in a church? And after, and even at that point, I had started to let more time lapse between when I would go to church and when I type of thing. So I was on the tail end of it, but it's been about six years. And so I feel like I've, I've completely, no, I wouldn't say completely, but I've extracted myself from it long enough to be able to have a perspective to where I have a little bit more clarity or I can question like it one of two things is going to happen I'm going to run for the hills and be glad that I escaped you know the Jim Jones encampment of religious religiosity or I'm going to come back and double down and because it really does give me a bird's eye view like um when she was playing, it was, um, I think the movie was called um, Praise Up or something like that. And it was supposed to be about a um, Chloe, 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 Chloe Bailey. Chloe Bailey is in the, is one of the lead people. And it was so funny because I was asking, I think, what is it like Migos or Offset or Quavos? I think is one of the, the male counterpart actors in it and I'm like I know it's supposed to be one of them because of the hair but I I have a hard time telling who is who so but um it was supposed to be a gospel dance-off thing where Chloe is a supposed to be like wants to enter the music sector and her dad drops her off in the country I'm listen the reason I didn't even do it a spoiler alert is because I'm pretty sure most of y'all are not going to be you know, mad at me that I did the spoiler on a gospel video movie because I would have never watched it. But, you know, she just wanted something playing in the background. We were talking anyways. So, and she had already watched it with her husband. So she just had it on for, and I, Tim was funny too, because I was just playing um a game on my, on my phone. But, you know, and I kind of hinted at her too. I told her, I'm like, I used to grow up Christian, but I'm not religious anymore. But so hopefully in the future, we don't have to watch it. But as the movie was playing, it made me laugh at how many things, the nuances of like um one of the scenes, uh, Chloe went in there and she had on a short skirt. And I've shared with you guys how my parents were super conservative. So even though within the religion, you still have people that they would wear shorts, they would wear jewelry, makeup um have like their ears pierced and type of thing or they would wear the quote unquote short skirts above the knee. Now mind you, I'm a tall girl, so 
I, I, just for kicks and giggles, like, uh, I remember junior high, my mom allowed me to go on, uh, on a field trip to the beach and we went into Sears, yo. And, um, I was excited because I thought I was going to get a new wardrobe, but I was sadly mistaken. She got me a one piece, um, swimsuit. <sighs> I'm going to spare you all of the, the dra- dramatics on it. So um, I was like, well, knowing me, y'all, low-key, I was going to like, well, I'm not worried about it. I know I look in a one piece, so I'll be all right. And my mom's like, you need shorts. And I was like, wah, wah, wah. Now, I'm the type of personality. I know some of y'all would have been like, well, I would have cut it into two or my mom wouldn't see me with the shorts. No. Let me tell you, I wore those shorts. But so I'm thinking I'm going to wear some cute cut off like jeans jean shorts i'm like i still know how to work it and so my mom took me kid you not into like the the older women's section we went all up and through sears looking and i ended up with these bright orange shorts they were and they the shorts were so non-hugging that they flared out it was an a-type skirt shirt type of a thing that came right above my knee Mind you, I, at the time, I was probably like 5'11", 5'10", 5'11", still growing. I still had a couple more inches to grow. But so, and the thing about tall women is when we are through, you know, when our parents or our mom is pregnant with us, there's a whole reason and rationalization, like, you know, science behind why we are tall. Some of it has to do with nutritional value. Some of it has to do with how long we stay um, past the development age. So if you know how you have preemies, they tend to be short for the most part. But if we go to full term, once you're at full term, then that's where you start to grow longer arms, longer torso, longer legs. So I have longer legs. So if you're trying to find me shorts that go all the way down to my knees... They came just about above my knees, but at this point, so that's to tell you how long these orange shirt shorts were with the long white strip at the bottom and they flared out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, I say all that to say, remember I was talking about, and, um, watching the movie, there was a scene where Chloe, you know, being the, you know non-christian coming from you know apparently los angeles into the south the the dad dropped her off in the south you know we're supposed to be got the, the the bible belt and everybody's religious and holy and all this kind of stuff and so um she sits there she crosses her legs at one of the you know she's forced to go to one of their sing-off things um where they're kind of like practicing. It's kind of like, it wasn't like open mic night, but it was, yeah, it was kind of like open mic night, but for Christians. So she was sitting up front and she had on a short um, skirt. And so this woman comes up to her and throws a scarf at her and so she can cover her legs. And I, I think I've shared this with you guys too. I used to be so holier than thou that I had different color scarves, like shawls, and even though I had the, the my my dresses as long as they could be, given my height, so I would waste a lot of time looking for dresses that would go down, you know, as close as possible to my knees. 
um, I had like all these, so I would go to church and I would have take out my scarf, my shawl, and I would put it over my knees and everything. And then I would pick, pick out my Bible and put it on my, <laughs> yeah. So I, I do understand that I could come across a little bit, you know, that way, but, um, when you do think about it, it's like, I am low-key inviting you to kind of think about why you consume it and the scenarios that you put yours, you know, that you would use it. Because I think about like, um, that's why I said I don't drink around my friends either because, and they're okay with it because I could understand if it makes you feel like super duper relaxed and then you do it with your really good close friends and you just, you know, are out by the pool you don't technically want to swim and <laughs> over drink because you could drown too. But but um, could you really? Or did I just make that up? I don't know. But um, I I I really honestly, if I'm if I try to put myself in other people's shoes, um, when I do think about the times that I have drank alcohol, but usually. I don't think I've had more than three drinks at one time. Oh, no. I actually remember uh, there was one time. I remember what it was. I went out. I'm not even going to say with all of who, but I had a lot of drinks. And I remember, like, uh, cause it was definitely more than three. Usually I'll have one if, if I'm going to drink anything, but usually I like, like, I <laughs> like Roy Rogers, Shirley Temples or, um, like Lemonadas or just bubbly, sparkly stuff. But Angry Orchard, if, if I really have to drink something that's like really, I want something on the sweeter side, but. I remember, like, when I was getting drunk, it was like, I didn't like the feeling, but I felt myself getting, like, really loud, and, um, it just depends, I think, too, on what you drink, like, you can, it can make you sleepy, because I, when I think about my experience with drinking, um, I think it does, because when I drink wine, it makes me really sleepy, um, and I could low-key understand why some people, if you're, especially with your girls, like, you just want to just, it does kind of put me into, like, a comatose kind of state where I'm not really talking a lot, and, um, when I think about my senses, it's like, I could just listen to some good music, and I'm not, I'm comatose, I'm not really talking, I'm just listening, um, my eyes are not really that open, and just, really zen so it's like that's why I understand why some people would say like you just want to have a bottle of wine while you're in the bathtub that's exactly like if you really like let's say um I could see that because it's like at that point you're just really wanting to just relax like um but (laughs) the people I was hanging out with this one time and I just remembered it was like they had me trying all the different types of Patron, um, and there was like alcohol mixing and stuff, 
had some shots. And so I became a little bit more lively or let's just say that. Okay. And, um, I did have a good time. Um, I was with good people. These are long time, like people I've known for a long time. So that was okay. But I remember kind of feeling now that I think about it, like a little bit like embarrassed too, because I was like, dang, I felt kind of out of character. Um, and I remember even as I was going, it's because it's something that kind of waves over you. It's kind of like, oh, I'm out of control of my situation. And it's making me feel a little bit more just not the most rational thinker, right? Um And I do remember, like, I had to give myself time to to um, let it wear off. But to be quite honest, like, if I had to get home, and thankfully it was close by to where I, I had to get home. But um, this brings me back to my my first point, and then I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> Um, just kind of think about that a little bit. If you're wanting to get to know someone, why, why do you have to use something that you know is going to impair your, your thinking? And, And you're a whole, at your whole grown age, you're an adult and you've obviously navigated this through certain things, but, um, I'm thinking about what this means for a minor and the allure, you know, of how it's it's sold to to them and how you can get peer pressured into I think that even though I grew up sheltered, I cuz um obviously so went to private school, so I had friends that um Grew up in the same religion, and so, you know, obviously with teenagers, you're going to want to tell them not to drink, but they would still make it, find a way to try it, and they liked it, and they would continue to, to drink it. Um. So, I don't know, it, and it's something, it gives me an opportunity, This is it's moments like this where I'm glad I don't have children, because I really do feel like I understand even though I grew up sheltered, the you wanting to gravitate to certain things and how easy it is to have peer pressure. Um, and it can be viewed as fun and it can be viewed for entertainment. And I asked her, well, what are your thoughts on... I, I didn't say it like this exactly, but it's like, what are your thoughts on responsible drinking? And I'm like, well, what if it's like people you know or what if it's... um. You know, if what if it's a friend that gives it to you? And it's like, oh, well, then it's okay. I'll just have a little. And so it made me think about that's part of, like, sometimes people exploit that if they if they act like they're friendly with you at that young age, you still haven't fully developed what a friend does or doesn't do or what ulterior motives can be. But, I, you know, she, she's, she's 
listen, she, hopefully, right? She's um good girl, doing well in school, pushing herself, you know, very, very self-driven. Um and it's a, it's a different self-drive than for me, but again, I I'm not going to blame it per se, but when I think about my childhood and going to school, I just did, right? So it's just day after day after day of just showing up to, to school, um, but not really being pushed. But there's no reason for me to be self-driven at that age because it's kind of like you just do as you're told, you, you know. And we've always tried to encourage her, I think, with time and information to be curious, you know, and, and enjoy the experience of learning and tell me, but what did you learn today? How did you like it? What is your next class going to be like? What, you know, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? So I didn't really have like that sense of purpose or excitement. I just figured at that young age, I'm just going to, my parents tell me what to do. I just show up. It's going to be very routine, very circular, very regimented and they're going to continue to tell me what to do after I become an adult like there was no thought process of like how do you one of the things that I heard I don't remember exactly who said it but I want to say it's within the last three months I definitely want to say it's this year one of the things I heard is when it comes to children you want to teach them how to become adults Right. So that was part of the the way that I started to approach conversations with my niece. Like, what would you do in this scenario? Right. And then you can see where they are and where you have to fill in the gap. Some things she is so far ahead that she she's um, and, and this is another interesting thing, too, for those of you who are kind of dealing with it, too. You want your child to be well-rounded, like, not just book smart. So, I say that to say, like, I wasn't the smartest, but I was mostly book smart. But you also want them to be aware of um, what happens in the real world. Like, not everybody is nice. Like, we had to have a conversation about what it means to be nice to people, you know, and it was interesting to hear her perspective on it and stuff. And sometimes you don't even realize how they might be interpreting things that the world, how the world is shaping, you know, like what what does it mean for a girl to be nice, right? And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I'm telling you this is an adult to adult, right? But I I heard what she was saying and it made me realize like the way she was talking about things. I'm like, this is interesting. We are shaping her like we do with other um, young ladies of what it means to be nice. And so, um, but she'll be okay, y'all. I mean, the the conversation is there to be had and understanding you're dealing with, with with the child and... But you want to equip them to th- have critical thinking. So I will I will give her some information and I'll say, what did you think about that? I want her to be able to push back. I ask her, do you have any questions? And she'll say no, because I think even with school, 
you are taught, okay, you're going to sit here for these 45 minutes. I'm going to throw all this stuff at you. And, you know, you're not going to question me because I'm the authority, right? <coughs> so it's like how I'm still working with her to, to be like, I want you to ask questions. I want you to hear something that would make you say, well, auntie, why did you say this? Or why did you say that? Or is it true over here? Is it true across the board? How do I analyze it and pick it apart? And you might still come to the same conclusion, but I want you to learn to question things, right? Which I think is age appropriate, you know, in high school. Um, But if if she really wants to go to college and university, um, she's like a 3.8 GPA student. I had teased her because I said, um, I was like, okay, Miss 4.0. She's like, well, I'm not a 4.0, I'm a 3.8. Cause, and then she started to break down the whole decimal system. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I get it. I get it. <laughs> right. Um, but I just want her to learn to be a critical thinker, which coincidentally ties back to the last podcast I, I had because when I start to reflect on how I was raised, and I, I'm not going to necessarily say it's just because of the religion. I think that religion permeates everything that we do. So it's just a matter of like, I was probably closer to the fire, but religion spills over into other areas of life. So there's people who haven't been to a church that are still being told things like, you need a a context or you need a pretext to have a context or, you know, um, old, old Testament versus new Testament or what I said applies over here, but not over here. Or, um, allow me to tell you one thing and be able to switch up on what I tell you over here. And I'm showing you who I am and I'm telling you who I am, but I'm going to gaslight you and, and, make you second guess yourself like it's interesting to see you know the difference and stuff like that and how do you how do we you know I'm gonna close out with this I'm gonna go because I am sleepy we had talked a little bit a while back about how do we mother ourselves right how do we father ourselves how do you take care of your inner child and when you're an adult, you have to learn how to, like, give yourself counsel because I feel like um, even I'm blessed with the opportunity to have a niece where it's like I can see how she's being shaped and then now I can ask myself how much of my childhood shapes the way I do things. There's a commercial, I think it's Noom, and... Um, one of the reasons they they um, say that their program works for weight loss is because they look at several indicators, including how you how you were conditioned to um, conditioned with food, and one of the ones the the behaviors is, you know, we we were taught when we were little to always finish your plate. Like for my family, I still remember, I think it's so, we had so much more fun in some ways as a child back then versus now. But our plates had like, um, they were sectioned. Like they had, you know, um, the portion for the meal, for like the, the salad, 
the like vegetables and the like the meat or the main course right so it was sectioned off into three and it had all around like my favorite plates they had pictures all over it and all around the perimeter had the alphabet and the numbers so you could sit there and it's an opportunity for you to be like a b c d e f g da, 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 da. and then you know you're there with your siblings and everybody's learning my mom um was a teacher she was a principal and librarian so you know her being a stay-at-home mom she always had opportunities to teach us stuff so but um i was saying this because um we're talking about the learning <laughs> it's time for me to go to bed right i think i lost it but i'm not even going to beat myself up about it cuz i i really i only got a couple of hours of sleep i've been Going non-stop the whole day. What was it I wanted to say? So I was talking about learning. And as a child. And the portion control. Oh! I was talking about the noom. So, um, I remember my parents would say we had to have a happy plate. So, with the happy plate, you, all the food had to be off of the thing. And I I distinctly remember this too because I had to eat tomatoes. My, my grand aunt used to grow tomatoes like the cherry tomatoes which coincidentally I'm allergic to tomatoes not like I'm gonna choke and die but I have a allergic reaction and I recently found out because I'm my blood type I'm not supposed to have like salsa or ketchup or stuff with tomatoes in it and since I've cut that out of my diet I feel like the difference I feel better and sometimes I'll accidentally have it and I'll have the allergic reaction but we were taught to have um finish our plates, right? So I say all of this to say like you are taught certain behaviors when you're a child and it having, you know, young people around me allows me to see how they how they respond to the stimulus and it allows me to revisit, okay, this is what was going on when I was young. How much of that do I want to keep? How much of that do I want to you know, break away from and kind of like just understand myself better. So it's it's a beautiful process, you know. Um, I get to come home and just think about, well, what was I told about being nice? What was I told about alcohol? I think part of the reason I wanted to kind of think about how to address her with, with, with her too is because... Um, the way it was told to us is kind of like it's evil, but it didn't stop me from from trying it or drinking it. Um, it just so happens I don't like how it tastes, but I could see where for some people it's kind of like it does make you, you know, either hyped or super relaxed or, you know, type of thing, but. Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, Spotify, no, Anchor. And Spotify just recently acquired um, Anchor. But I do believe that they try to make it easier for there to be audience in, in engagement and stuff. So if you want to respond to something I said, if you disagree, 
listen, by all means, I low-key encourage it because I want you to do critical thinking and, and that type of thing. But, I don't know. I think, you know, I remember especially, like, my last exes and stuff. Um, well, no, like, all, all my exes, all, you know, a couple of them or whatever, like, even my first boyfriend, but thankfully, he didn't force me to, you know, drink more, like, peer pressure or type of thing. Um, it was just, you know, we had an age difference going on, too, so just curious, but he let me taste his beer, and I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. I, well, I think he drank, he was a Coors he liked to drink his cores. Um, and I asked him, like, what was the difference between that one and the Bud Light? Now, I don't think I've ever tasted Bud Light. Um, but, again, I'm not a, I'm not really an alcohol period person, period. I don't even like wine. There's only one wine I've had. No, no, no. Yeah, there's only one wine that I've had. But I'm not even going to tell y'all the label. And then um, there's this uh, five-star restaurant that's close to where we live, where I go with my girlfriends, and we'll go there for champagne breakfast. I like their their champagne there. We've tried champagne um, breakfast other places, and I did not like... <laughs> I did like one of the Diane... Uh, what is it? A Diane Carroll from the movie Car- uh, Dynasty um where it's kind of like I had already the first my first taste of champagne was at a five star um and and I liked it so I knew what it tasted like and then we we ended up kind of like deciding to go to other areas different places and I'm like make up my face like oh this is burnt this is like definitely a lower quality champagne type of a thing <laughs> just a little bougie oop battery's about to look um let me connect it to the charger but um i don't know it just makes me so i say all that to say like so even with the last two boyfriends one guy y'all one of my exes he but this is kind of to tell you how you, you really don't really know people sometimes too he knew that i was um christian still at the time and had Christian beliefs, and especially because of where I worked. And it was kind of crazy because he tried to hide it from me um, that he was more... It's going to sound bad, but he, he used to throw parties where he would have um, whole, like... I wouldn't say, like, trailers, but, like, basically trailers of the bear for events, you know, he would orchestrate all of that. And I, I kind of asked him like, well, why didn't he bring it up or mention it? But he's like, well, you don't drink, you know? So we would go out and stuff and still had a good time type of a thing, but he never like peer pressured me into drinking. And then the other one, he, he liked to have his drinks and stuff like that. He would always buy me like, um, I did like some of the stuff. He would buy me like margarita, margaritas and stuff. And they did taste pretty good and like sweet stuff. Um, but, 
And I like to say as a non-drinking person, like, I could hold my liquor. But, and at that point we had been dating, so it wasn't like I was trying to, you know, make a decision about, do I like this person? Am I listening to what they're saying? You know, do I have clarity to really decipher what is going on and like see cut through the bullshit and stuff like you have to like low-key ask yourself like if you are not going to drink alcohol before you take a state exam or before you take a test or before you read a book or before you write a paper or before you get into a car why would you do it when you're on a date when you're trying to get on a first date, I'll say that, like, on a first date where, <clears throat> now, at the the wedding, let the champagne flow, right? Have a good time, party, I feel like it has its time and place. Um, and then, you know, obviously, I think the hardest part, I, I really do feel like it's more, it can be used by predators Because they know what it does to people. It lowers your inhibition. It removes your clarity. And it puts you in an element where you're out of control with yourself. And it it makes you further susceptible to be taken advantage of, right? And that's what I don't want. So, um, because when I think about how the way that I was told about it is it's evil, But if you are in these streets and you're 18, 19, 20, 21, and you get that first taste and you happen to like it and you like how to, you know, how it tastes, what, what's the thought process behind that? Like, do you pay attention to, you know, what is the tipping scale, the environment that you're in is what I'm trying to get you to think of. Like, if you're going to do it, just think about the conditions that you do it and, you know, what are the safer places to do that? So if it's with family, with friends, for a good time, it serves a purpose. You're in your bathtub, you're in your house, you're with good friends. You just want to be zen, you want to be mellow. Um, don't drink so much to where you become impaired to make the best decisions for your safety, for other people's safety. Uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes me low-key want to look at some videos of people that are trying to walk the line when they're drunk and they're like piss drunk, like, like their legs just kick out and they're like buckle, but they're like still walking, trying to walk straight. And I, I don't, I want to say like how do officers, but it, it's not funny though because. When you think about, um, like, people really legit lose their lives when people drink and drive. Um, I remember one time when I had jury duty. And um, pretty, pretty young lady. You could tell she was probably early, early 21. And you could tell she came from a wealthy family. Um, You could tell from the way that she presented and... She had her lawyer and her mom was there, but I think as much as she was well-dressed, so it wasn't like just your regular 21-year-old, 
but also the the mom is what kind of like tipped it away that okay she comes from an affluent family that or the mom is is you know they they come from means and whatever and um as I was walking by the lawyer was saying well like this is your first DUI and you want to make sure that you know you don't have the situation again because it can affect you for the rest of your life and she's just so um uh what is it uh what do you call it like open-eyed bushy-tailed and open-eyed or something I think it's it's like you're just so um oblivious and so naive to you know and I remember just feeling so sad for her because it's like she didn't realize that the blessing in the DUI is that hopefully you course correct because some people are not afforded that opportunity she could have lost her life you know she could have hurt someone else and those are things that you carry with you for the rest of your life you know, um, yeah, so, I don't know, I could, I know it is a little bit serious, but I hope you take it in the context of me just trying to have that conversation, I think, with my niece, and I want her to play to win, right, so, like I said, it, it is a good thing I don't have kids per se because I actually feel like I would probably coddle. I feel like I probably would coddle. Um, her mom has her mom is really good with her and has her head on her shoulders type of a thing, so um but I've talked about how I grew up sheltered, so but I understand like with a certain curiosity, you know, when you're young, I understand you wanting to be liked and I understand you wanting to have a boyfriend and you wanting to have fun, especially if you grew up confined. So I did see some of my peers growing up, like, to be quite honest, they never really recovered from it, to be honest, um, from, from, that breakout where it's like party life and you know just drinking and then it it spills over into other areas of your life and lifestyle and stuff like that and or you know you have the extremes have a couple of those and then other people that just you see what it's like for them too and i think that um it's weird because back then you probably could mess around and still come out on the other side and have your life and a couple of wild experiences a a couple of um hit and miss type of things but I feel like and and you know I want to make sure to what degree is it a limiting belief but I feel like things are a little bit worse now for this generation I feel like the 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 darkness behind the party scenes are a little bit more rampant, you know. Or 
it's possible that it's just that with social media, it's you become much more aware. You know, um, there's more stories out there. Because even when I hear stories of young women that are were taken advantage of, the it's not just young ladies, you know, that are sharing their stories. It's like people that could be have been closer to my age or older, you know, that now you're hearing the stories um of of what happened. But the good thing is I don't have to solve all the problems in one podcast and in one, you know, one day I have time to figure it out. I think like for me I'm still still stick to my theory. Very much a champagne girl, you know. Um thankfully I have friends who don't rely on me to, you know, drink or smoke weed with them to have a good time. Um, and they're laughing it up just as much, if not more than them, without the substance. So that one time I told you that I did have it, like I I did wild out. That was wild, y'all. That was like whew. And then but um but I am so sleepy. Let me get off of here. It is five thirty in the morning. So in two hours, I got to get up, get ready, got to go work out, drink my matcha tea. I'm still adjusting to the time change. It's not as bad, but um, for as tired as I have been, like on, I have long days, I'm low-key pissed that I woke up at three in the morning, y'all. Like, why did I wake up at three? My body knows I'm freaking tired. Like, I damn near crashed into a wall because I was falling asleep driving. <coughs> and you're going to wake me up at 3 in the morning? But um, we are heading into the weekend. So my plan is I'm going to go work out. And then when I tell you, I'm probably going to sleep in, you know, going into the weekend. Which next week, we have birthdays coming up. I, so, I'm, I have a couple of outfits I know I want to wear. Um, but I feel like I could get some more outfits <laughs> to, to kind of just, I like them. But I, listen, if there's something else that I feel like I can... We're for the birthday stuff, and then those outfits are going to help me. They're going to be for when I go to Vegas, too, because I know Vegas is going to be freaking hot. And when you're in Vegas in the summer, you don't even want to be in the skin you're in. So, But but um, I say all that to say they're, they're going to be dresses. I'm not going to be out there scantily uh clad or anything it's just a good dress with you know tank top so I'm not going to overheat and stuff like that but I like them pretty I like them with floral lately I like them with patterns um but I also pay attention to the the cut the cut how it's you know if it's flattering but also 
I there's certain like feminine element designs I look for so I like ruffles I like bows and not in the sense of like um I don't I haven't bought one that has bows yet um I'm I'm keeping an eye out for what I want but I like the ones that have bows on the shoulders um and the swimsuits that have bows on the shoulders but like I said I haven't bought one I've been keeping an eye out I kind of like the style a little bit I think it's so cute but there's a, a dress I bought that's coming in and it has a nice cut because I have to keep in mind I have a long torso um, type of a thing too. So I have to pay attention to where the cut is, you know, whether it's under my cleavage or if it's supposed to be on my waist versus their waist. But this one was so pretty. It had like little ruffles like around the, the bottom of the dress and it was a little bit longer, like more of a maxi dress. And what happens is you can buy the dress in like different patterns and different colors. But I caught it because it's technically the same dress. Um, and if you buy it in a solid color, then it's just flat. But this one had that extra little like delicate um, detail on there that just made it that much more like gave it that little I like um my my theme. I like the theme I'm in right now. It's kind of like um soft girly, but I pay attention to like color palettes um and how my hair is. I che I got my hair done again, so but I already know what I want to do for um definitely for July. So we're in April. Yeah, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do for, with my hair for May, but June, July definitely gonna go back to blonde um and I already know what I want to do for fall too so fall I'm gonna do there's like a, a pretty burgundy red um but I'm gonna do like a fuller fuller kind of wavy here um but looking forward to wearing like the not Burberry I don't like Burberry the brand because they have the black face history but kind of like those kind of big shawls like um you know coats blazers with the lean like jean skinny jeans with boots and or high heels going into fall going into the winter and I like to wear like even like um mini skirts with like the tights with the leggings but that being said, y'all, who knows? Because, you know, uh, the trends and stuff like that could change a little bit. But, yeah. Well, went on that tangent. Listen. <laughs> I will put a disclaimer in the in the description that it does turn into a little bit of a chit-chat style at the end. Y'all know how I do. Oh, I don't know if you heard the heater kick back in. We went, like, from two days ago, I had to turn the AC on because it was so hot. And I was like, ooh, we're clear for the rest of going into the spring, into the summer. No, no, no. We had rain yesterday. I think we're going to have rain today. And it's actually on the colder side. So it's 67 degrees when I got home. So I turned on the heater. Thankfully, I didn't have the AC on. But, um... Okay. <laughs> Let me 
go to sleep. I better not come back on here, y'all. If I do, because while I'm falling asleep, sometimes that's when I get these types of thoughts. I'm going to be so pissed. But I think what I might even do is I might um, allow myself to skip a workout tomorrow and sleep in if I really need to sleep. Because when I tell y'all I'm tired, I'm exhausted. So, all right. I'll talk to you guys later until the next one. Bye.